Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. Technically this is going to be my review for the multiplayer side for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Not to be confused with the 2009 game, this is my multiplayer review for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the 2022 game, which is the sequel to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. Does all that make sense? Hopefully it did. Uh, I'm your host Matthew and... Uh, yeah, I did my campaign review, of course, a couple of months ago when the campaign came out. It actually got released a week before the uh, multiplayer did. And I thought, okay, how am I supposed to approach this review? Because this is a live service ongoing game. It's being updated all the time. New seasons added. Too many of other things being added as well. And I thought what I'd do is now that the game's been out, what, a couple of months or so, you know, a few months, is just talk about my feelings on the game right now I can always obviously update this in six months time or something or whenever you know whenever changes are actually made and that sort of thing and I thought okay rather than just posting you know Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer review give it a bit of a different name so Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 the good the bad and the ugly uh, we're going to start off with the ugly. Let's let's get all the worst things out of the way, and then we're going to talk about some some really good stuff with the uh, with the multiplayer. Um, my overall feeling on this game, I love this game, I really do. But there are less obvious things to correct, and more obvious things to correct. This is not quite the game that I was dreaming of but it's got aspects of it so so 60 40 win if you want to if you want to sort of put it that way um so yeah let's let's just get into things let's start off with ugly so what is the what are the worst things about this game the multiplayer side of things then we'll get into sort of the bad so things that are not great but things that uh are causing problems in the game and then we'll get onto the get onto the good stuff at the end. The ugly. Adding DMZ, adding raids, Activision Studios mismanagement affecting the game. This these things, these three things are causing the game to be in the state that it is. Um which is interesting because over the last two to three years I would say I've been mentioning on our Gaming Talk podcast about Activision's moved this studio and they've moved that studio and they're moving this studio over to COD and why are they doing that? And that doesn't make much sense. Studio mismanagement. I didn't quite think that would... I thought that would lead to problems, which it has and it already has done, but it is still leading to other problems which has caused these things. I'm going to pose a question for the Modern Warfare community. Did any of us, including myself, because I'm part of the COD community, did any of us, any single Call of Duty player, did any of us ask for more things to be added to this game, such as DMZ and raids? I don't think any of us did. I don't think any of us did ask for, for, for that. And if you look at the general consensus online, Nobody's really enjoying these game modes anyway. People are kind of playing them for the necessity of like trying something new or to unlock certain things or to just because their friends wanted to try the things out or whatever. Now I'll hold my hands up and say I've not played DMZ or Raids because 
I didn't and don't have the interest in those game modes anyway. Um, in the way that they've been described to me. And when I think of like what raids traditionally are, like Call of Duty doesn't need raids. It doesn't need whatever DMZ is. It, it just didn't need them. The ongoing problem that this is causing is because DMZ is being updated, raids are being added, or new ep- new episodes of them are being made, and that costs development resources and time in, in development, which again, Activision Studio Mismanagement has... Essentially what this has done is lent the... It's caused the development to lean away a bit more away from the multiplayer. Away from what the core of Call of Duty is. If somebody says Call of Duty to you, you probably think online shooter. That's probably what most people think. Oh, that game that people play online together. That's probably what people think of. The multiplayer, the core of what Call of Duty has been since day one. I mean, the campaigns are iconic. You know, Captain Price and Soap and Gaz and uh, Gaz and Ghost and all these other um, characters. <clears throat> and obviously the story, some of the storylines, very iconic. But those are more iconic. <clears throat> those are more iconic within the people that have played them and experienced those stories i'm pretty sure when you say call of duty to most people that haven't played it they go oh yeah that riveting story like they probably don't think of that they probably think of like i don't know capturing a flag diffusing a bomb or doing some sort of objective based thing that's probably what they think of so i i just don't think like when i'm seeing these comments online about kind of oh why why is infinity ward um, <clears throat> why is Infinity Ward not adding more to the multiplayer? It's because of DMZ, it's because of raids, because of Warzone. Now, I didn't put Warzone in this ugly section, because Warzone was already there. Obviously, you've got Warzone 2.0 now, which Warzone is causing issues towards multiplayer as well. I did a podcast on that ages ago. I called it, um, I'll put a link in the show notes for it if I can remember to. I think it was called uh, Call of Duty, How, How Activision Almost Killed Their Cash Cow. The interesting thing about Warzone in multiplayer is Activision has two cash cows on their hands with Call of Duty because Warzone is a free-to-play thing where you buy stuff, which has a lot of players. And obviously Call of Duty sells loads of copies anyway. So they've got like two different areas now where they can earn money from COD, which is the sales of the game, and then all the store things, or like, you know, the bits and pieces that people buy, the bundles and the battle passes and that sort of thing. And, you know, battle passes and season passes and DLC, that's not anything new, but it's obviously, you know, it's it's an element within Warzone, which the attraction there is like, hey, download our, our, our separate thing for free, but you still put money into it because you, there's players that buy stuff. On it, and Warzone became ridiculously successful, and has also caused problems within within Call of Duty. Because to to me, whenever you whether you're talking about DMZ or raids or Warzone, all of those three, in whatever combination you want to put them, are taking focus away from the multiplayer. Why have we not had more multiplayer maps? Why have we not had more things like guns added or different like changes made. It's because there's got to be effort put into DMZ raids and Warzone, which is a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Um, it's also supposed to be like campaign DLC, which I'm all for. Like campaign DLC, that's obviously like a little bit smaller. That's like you know, a couple of hours probably of story content, as opposed to these modes, which are getting constantly updated. 
Um, and so, so if you if you're moaning about like um, multiplayer not having enough stuff added to it, which it it's bothered me, but I'm not like moaning moaning about it. It's not like I don't think it's as bad as what people have said. But then I also kind of understand that. Um, I don't, I don't quite understand how people aren't putting two and two together and coming with four. When you look at like, oh, why is the multiplayer for this game not being updated more? Oh, there's two new game modes and one other, slightly older but new version of another game mode that's always needing to be updated. Like, why, why, why do you think that that's? Why do you think those things are connecting to the multiplayer thing? It's because of, you know, time and resources and money is being spread around more. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of what's going on with that. So that's that's the ugly part of this game. Um, and there's no disrespect to the people that are working on these game modes. Obviously, you know, they've only got so much say as to what they can do. Um, you know, if, if you're an environmental artist on DMZ or the raids, that's obviously your job. It's, it's not your fault that this is this has happened. This 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 goes. Some people keep continuously blaming Infinity Ward, and maybe there is some blame for Infinity Ward. I don't think people quite understand what Activision is doing with this game or with this with this franchise at this point and I saw a tweet today and I think I responded to it somebody said like oh can we bring can we bring Treyarch back in to save COD and I thought how exactly are they gonna like save COD this is a deeper Activision problem uh you could bring in whatever you could bring in Naughty Dog Rocksteady whoever you want to bring in um but if if let's say hypothetically, obviously this can't happen because Naughty Dog's not Activision. If Activision brought in Naughty Dog to help make COD, it wouldn't be to fix things. They'd probably think of like another game mode to add and add it to that, or I don't know, think of think of a way to expand anything that isn't multiplayer. They it just like okay, you might prefer the multiplayer that Treyarch makes. That doesn't mean that bringing them in can save the multiplayer because this is just a deeper problem than that. Um, I'm surprised how many players haven't realised like the problems that Warzone has caused to this franchise. I'm I'm genuinely a little bit surprised. Uh, yeah. So, including other things that I'm going to bring up in the in the bad section here in a minute. Hi there. If you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link, which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review 
of your choice. So if you, if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Let's move on to said bad section. Um, I'm going to just label everything I got here. Or list out everything I got here. Rotating game modes. Tier 1 being, I've put dot dot dot, playable but awkward. Not having hardcore in the game. The social menu. The menu bugs and glitches. And I also felt, (laughs) I wrote bad players in here as well. Um... I'm going to touch upon these points in the way that I've listed them. Rotating game modes. Um, this is where I've put out like a couple of tweets and things. It seems every... Is it like once a week or something? I've, I've not quite caught on to how often the rotation is. Um, Infinity Awards, who's the main developers of this game, continue to... Uh, and this is on like I don't think I don't think this part is on Activision necessarily. I think this is a bit more on Infinity Ward, and this is where like okay, they're not completely like innocent on the issues of this game, which is on, where I'm going to bring up certain things here. Like the, I don't think they're responsible for the ugly side of this game, but some of the bad side of this game, I think they are responsible for. Um, it's interesting that. Okay, so you have campaign, multiplayer, DMZ, raids, co-op, and you've got Warzone 2. It's too much stuff. It's, it's too much stuff. Um, Call of Duty doesn't need all those game modes. The funny, interesting part about that is... So within multiplayer, obviously, there's different game modes. You've got uh, Team Deathmatch, Free For All, Search and Destroy, Cyber Attack, Domination, Demolition, Capture the Flag. There's, there's a bunch of them, and some of them are very, like core within Call of Duty's history. There's no demolition on the game. There's no... I think it's gunfight or gun game is not in this game. And they keep rotate. They've got new things like um, Prisoner Rescue and they've got... Um, what's the other one called? Control. Uh, con- control is... I've played a game of Control. It's basically domination but without flags and with two points instead of three. That's the gist that I got from it. I was like, okay, this isn't really that much different to what you've done in the past. Demolition is not on this game. Demolition is the one where there's the two very long to plant and defuse bombs. And one team's got to stop the other and, and vice versa. Similar to Search and Destroy, but a lot, lot bigger scale. And the bomb type. There's like, I think there's like more players. I think that's a 12v12 game mode. And there's lots of players. Uh, that's, I don't think that's on the game. I can't remember See, no, Ground War is on the game. I'm trying to think what is and isn't on the game. So certain things I do remember and certain things I don't. Cyber Attack was on the game for about two weeks, which I was very happy with. And then they rotated it out. The part that I find weird about it is, and maybe I'm tracking this wrong, which is possible. They seem to keep rotating in and out the same game modes. Like, because uh, 24, it's called Shoot the Ship, 24, which is like, you know, basically that's where people go to grind their uh, camos for guns or level up their guns or whatever. 
Um, that's that's where people don't play the objective, but you people know that. Um, and they keep rotating that out and putting control in, and then they 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 put um, what was it? There was a different game mode that they put in, but they seem to keep rotating the same game modes in and out, like taking two out, putting two in, taking two out, putting two in. Apart from when they rotated cyber attack in and then out for some reason. But my question is, okay, if you've added two completely new game modes, which is DMZ and raids, but then you're rotating newer game modes, multiplayer game modes, with old ones, why why didn't you... Because if you didn't make DMZ and raids, but then you made, like, Control and Prisoner Rescue, and I played Prisoner Rescue last... Uh, a couple of nights ago, Prison Rescue is actually pretty good. It's a bit awkward, but it's kind of supposed to be in a in a certain way. Um, couldn't you have just added though, like Control, Prisoner Rescue? Couldn't you have just added those and Captain Demolition and Captain Cyber Attack and some other stuff, and just not done DMZ and raids? I think that would have been the better option. So there's like this weird sort of I don't really understand what what Infinity Ward's doing with with that. Uh, I don't think that particular aspect they've got the best handle on. Um, and I was literally actually in the middle of playing CyberTech game mode. And then they rotate. It said, like, oh, playlist update available. I clicked on whatever. Clicked on update. And um, they had rotated CyberTech out for control or something like that. I was like, oh, okay. You just took out my... Uh, favorite game mode that's uh like what why why can't it stay in um not just cyber attack but why can't like like something like shoot the ship has become relatively iconic on cod in fact for people that do people like noisy butters hannah on youtube it's where some players like that that do like you know camera grind videos on youtube a lot of them play that playlist so like why are you rotating that out for other stuff like it's very i, I very much am happy and fine with like new game modes within multiplayer um so where it's like hey we're gonna like because you have to come up with new stuff you know i understand that if you want to come up with new stuff like prisoner rescue and control and be like hey we have we brainstorm some new game modes like cool so i've got no problem with those but you don't need to rotate things out in order to keep things in and it'll, and it'll put new things in um so yeah very uh very strange uh, the other side of things, tier 1 being playable but awkward and not having hardcore mode in the game. So obviously there's the core game mode which is more damage um, for each player. You see all the hard and, and that type of thing. And they've got, um, I think there's more game modes in, in core than any other mode. Now this COD didn't launch with either tier 1 or hardcore. Now the differences between tier 1 and hardcore, because even I didn't understand them, because I never played tier 1, and it doesn't sound like many other people have before. Tier 1 is basically realism mode, it's not actually hardcore. It's relatively the same damage, it's limited, very 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 limited HUD, HUD which is which is hardcore. And uh, you still get hit markers and you still get what's called a kill feed. A kill feed obviously is your, your bottom left where you can see who's killed who, whether they're your teammate or or whoever. Uh, or if you've done something, for example, like shot an RPG, which is something I like to do, and you get like three kills, your three kills will be separately listed at the bottom left of your screen, and you can see who you killed and what you ki what exactly you killed them with. Um, and tier one removes... Well, it doesn't remove them, it hides them. 
basically in favor of a like realism mode where you uh just see basically the map and your gun and like, there's no hud whatsoever there's not even any hit markers how it works for kills is you shoot someone continuously and then you hear like a ching so you hit you hear a little like notification sound which means that you've got the kill it's a bit awkward with how it works with explosives because if i've chucked a grenade across the map or shot a long rpg and then listening out for that sound as opposed to just looking for the i think you used to get a what was it a load of gray hit markers and then you'd get a red one i think is how it used to work um for when you get the kill which is how you'll know that you've got it because you need you need a certain way of knowing that you've gotten the kill um but yeah that's kind of how how that works um so that's that's tier one it's essentially essentially is hardcore mode but with all the um hud removed there's no hit markers and there's no kill feed and again it's playable but it's a bit awkward the the thing i don't really understand with um tier one as it's as it's called is when you're spectating teammates so if i'm playing like a game of search and destroy i can't see what that that player's name is so if i'm trying to give call outs to a teammate or let's say i've just died and i'm like hey guy on the bottom left by the kitchen counter or whatever it would be and then my game mode flicks over to another one of my teammates because i'm spectating and if they're like oh is it this way and i can kind of you know i can direct my my friends and my, my teammates i don't know whose name to call out because the name's not listed there now if you awkwardly switch between players the name briefly comes up and I get that, again, it's supposed to be realism mode, but do you have to do that when I'm spectating somebody? And even if I bring up the um, scoreboard, uh, which you can still do by pressing the, uh, at least on the PlayStation, the touchpad, uh, it doesn't say like, hey, you're spectating this player on the scoreboard. At least that would be something, because I'm like not sure who to give callouts to. Uh, unless it's obviously the last player alive, then then you know who it is, and you can say, hey, I think there was an enemy on this side, or... I don't know, something like that. So, yeah, it's it's playable, which is not really a compliment. Um, it is a way for because I sometimes at some points I can't stand the amount of damage that core takes. It depends what gun you're using and whatever, but sometimes it's just a bit ridiculous. Tier one just fits me a lot better with with that with with the damage. Um, I can actually use pistols on tier one <laughs> because. Uh, yeah, trying to use something like the basilisk on uh, core, it's uh, it's it's not uh, it's a struggle, it's a struggle. <laughs> so yeah, you, you've kind of missed there a little bit, um, and so many players have kind of said like, okay, fair enough. If you wanted to add tier one as an option, it's fine, but why did you remove hardcore? Um, I suppose what would happen then is if you had tier one hardcore and core, you're really splitting the player base up. And I suppose, again, this was Infinity Ward's way of saying, like, hey, we want to do something a little bit newer, and we want to give you realism mode. Uh, okay, you know, it's, it's fine that you tried different things. That's what we want you to do. That's what I want game developers to do, which is to try new things. But, um, yeah. They, they need to find a better balance of listening to players and getting their own ideas across. So... Yeah, um, the social menu—it's usable but not good. And I'm somebody who's got a pretty good eyesight, 
I'm 28 years old, for those of you who don't know. Uh, it, it's just about readable. Um, I think in terms of actually navigating the social menus, there's not really many problems with it. At some points it can be a bit glitchy, and it can like... Sometimes invites don't get sent and that sort of stuff. Sometimes that's just the way that online games are. Sometimes things just don't quite work because they just don't because of its online features. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's awkward at points, the, the social menu. So um, yeah, one one thing I do actually like with the social menu is if you, uh, whether it's, you know, you're totally going into a game on your own or it's you and two others and there's three other players take, taking taking the other spots. If you meet somebody you like on the game and you get on with them and they do good team callouts, etc, etc, you can add them during the game. Or at least you can, you can accept uh, a friend request, so you can uh, send a friend request during the game. That I actually really like quite a lot because I can just get that done rather than sort of um, you know finishing the game. But like, hey, I'll add you and we'll invite you after, and then you search through the menu. What was his name and all? What was their name or her name? Um, and then you're looking for them and you can't find them because the game's not updated the thing and all that kind of stuff. There's a major problem with this thing though. Like it, it's a great idea. I really really like they've put it in. However, if you're the player receiving a friend request. And you go to view it or accept it. It f basically freezes your game. It won't actually freeze and crash your game. It will put you stuck in a menu. And you can't get out of it. Until the game is finished. Uh, that, that, that's a huge problem. It doesn't happen with game invites. I suppose because with game invites. You're being taken out of that game into another one. Because I was in a game the other day. And a friend invited me and I jumped straight into that game. And there was there was no problem with that at all. But for some reason with friend requests. It just glitches itself on that. So that's not great. Again the idea is fantastic. Of like hey I'll add you. You know maybe a spectating. Or sorting weapons out whatever. And you find the person on the. on the Like a game channel I think. List or something. And uh, you can add them during the game. Which I think is very very good. It's just, because the way you're kind of supposed to get around that is like, oh, you added me, thanks. And then that person accepts it after the game is finished. Then it doesn't freeze your game. And then you can invite each other and uh, uh, play play together. So I think that's very, very good. But you just can't accept it during the game. So, again, these, these problems shouldn't really be a thing, but they are. Which is why that's in the bad section. There's other glitches as well. Um, some of the other things I wanted to mention... Uh, this this is where some like consistent frustration comes in is with some of the glitches. Why can't I edit my perk packages during the game? Why sometimes if I go to change attachments on my guns, the gunsmith button is not there? Why why are those things happening? Like for example, if you've got um. I don't know, last stand on, and you think, oh, I didn't mean to put that on, and you want overclocked, or whatever, or bird's eye, or switch into a sniper. Why can't you change that during a game? Why can't I just click on an edit button? Why? Why can I not do that? Um, or if, for example, like, because a game could be going a particular way, and you might think, okay, I'll change my pistol for an RPG, or change my pistol for a a uh, SMG or whatever you fancy doing during the game and unless you've got a gunsmith saved for it 
you sometimes can't edit that gun, so, you know, adding attachments to things. And the button's just not there. It's not as if it's there and it's not clickable. The, the gunsmith, because when you go into edit class, it's got the list of what you've got, your guns and your perks and whatever. The gunsmith button is just not there at all. And you can't do anything about it. So that's, that's annoying. But that's more of just a glitchy issue. Um, it's not like every time, it's just sometimes. Like There's been games that I've played where I've not had to edit my perks. And I've been like, oh yeah, I want to change this gun for this and do this for that. And it, it, it's worked totally fine. But sometimes it doesn't. So there's that as well. In terms of the actual glitches, glitches within the gameplay, I've not noticed and can't remember much. So this is when I'm talking about glitches, I'm more talking about... Um, Within the menus and things like that. So, yeah. Uh, bad players is the other thing I want to bring up. Listen, everybody. You've got to listen to this game. I swear. I swear some people might as well play this game muted. Not to a point of like... like If you don't like playing with me or something. And you don't want to listen to my call outs. That's one thing. And maybe you mute me, maybe you're finding me annoying or I'm speaking too much. Or like that that's that's one of them. And that's that's fine. You probably should listen to teammates when they're making call outs. But there's a shocking amount of times where I've been spectating players and I don't know what audio settings you're all using or what you're doing, but I will very, very clearly hear somebody stomping and running on your right side or left side. And you either don't turn that side to check who's there, or you turn the other way, or you just keep walking forward, and then you get shot. Like, why are some of you not listening to the audio in this game? Um, maybe you haven't got the sound, maybe you've got mono audio switched on for on or off or whatever for um, some strange reason. Maybe, maybe you decided to do that. Or your game sound balance isn't correct, but... Because obviously when I'm spectating somebody, I can hear basically their game audio. Like, where the gun sounds are coming from, and the announcer, and whether they've, you know, got restock online, or whatever the occasion may be. But, it... I, I still can't get past, like, players moaning about footstep audio in this game, and then just not using it. Unless your enemy is using dead silence, they can hear you as much as you can hear them. Um, depending on like distance and what you're running on and all this sort of stuff. And I would admit, you know, a lot of the buildings, you know, thud, 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 there is, there is a lot of noise. But you're supposed to use that. And if you're a player who like is not paying attention to the audio, you're running around and your footstep is a stomp, 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 and you burst into a room and you get shot, shot by somebody, that's your fault. Because you know that, okay, if, if the area around you is a bit suspiciously quiet, let's say, and you think, oh, there might be somebody, not necessarily camping, but maybe they're being more vigilant and they're listening out. They're listening out for your footsteps. And if you're like running around, sliding, diving everywhere, and you stomp, 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 players can hear you. So if you sprint into a room and you crash a door open, like, you know, they know exactly where you are. So, like, I uploaded a clip yesterday of this player. Um, and I didn't mean it in sort of like a, I'm, I'm going to clip you and shame you. It was more of sort of an example 
of like here's what you shouldn't do they made a couple of good decisions they sort of like listened out for a few people that were running and somebody burst the door open they shot them and all that kind of stuff and then for just whatever reason it was on the uh tarak q map whatever it's called the the big open um map which is which is more designed for sort of snipers it's a big sort of like not deserty, but sort of like desolated area with like lots of broken buildings and stuff. Um, and for whatever reason, just decided not only am I going to leave this building, which is where I'm in cover, I'm going to sprint into the middle and jump in the air. Do you know what happened? They got shot straight away. And when you looked at the, because everybody saw the kill cam, because it was a round ending kill cam. And the player's like, okay, the player's watching the building. They don't know exactly where the player is. And then just, oh, here comes this player running into the middle, just into the middle of nowhere. And not only that, but like, oh, I'm going to jump as well. I can clearly see you. I'm going to just shoot you. So just use cover. Just, for God's sake, listen to this game more. Like, Infinity Ward from Modern Warfare 19 to this game has put a lot of effort into the audio for this game. Footsteps, gun sounds... 3D audio, um, they've put a lot of work into it, use it, okay, it might be too loud, but that's a good thing, you want the footsteps to be loud in this game, because you're supposed to use them to track people, I find that really, really fun to do, if I'm in a building, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, like, look out this window for a bit, put a proxy mine next to the door in case somebody comes in the, the building, and if I'm in a building with multiple floors in it, and I can hear somebody's like um, thudding footsteps. I'm like, oh, somebody below me. I'm alerted to them. I'm not going to just just ignore that, am I? Um, you know, or if I hear, because uh, sometimes you can hear people running on sort of more gravelly, sort of sandy areas. And sometimes I'll like hear a door below me crash open. And I'll hear, you know, that those little sort of uh, gravelly footstep types of sounds. But okay, that means they've opened that door, they've walked outside, and I can hear them below me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to use that audio, and I'm going to look below me and shoot and see you and possibly shoot you. Maybe I'll miss and you'll get me, but I can hear you in the game. So just use the audio, for God's sake. Um, and look, you can play this game however you want to. There's lots of different play styles. But if you're playing like that and you're dying, it's your fault. And I've seen so many players play like that. Um, it's almost as if like half the player base is too panicked and sort of like, oh, I'm going to run and jump and slide and like smash all the windows open and and burst all the doors open and you know make make as much noise as possible and like I want to kill everyone really quickly and slide around and jump around. It's like, but if you're doing that, you're just going to be heard and seen. If the enemy team can hear you or see you, you are doing something wrong. That's 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 the end of all that. So bad players. Uh yeah. Just like if you get killed in a blatantly obvious way, don't blame the game. Don't blame Infinity Ward for it. This was happening on the other games. It's not it's, it's not Infinity Ward's fault that somebody heard your footsteps and you decided to jump round a corner. And get shot. That's not Infinity Ward's fault. Or Activision's fault. It's it's your fault. Because again you can play the game like that if you want to. But you're going to get punished for it. Um, and maybe you, are one of, maybe you are one of these really good players. That can jump around each corner. And somehow quick go at people and slide around. If you can do that. Cool. That's that's really good for you. But anyway. Alright so moving on to the good. 
The gunplay, gameplay, gameplay, gunplay, audio design, feel of the guns, the maps, and the unlock system, I think are the best things within this game. The biggest compliment I can give to this game, the gunplay, gameplay, obviously audio design is a little bit of a different thing, is absolutely top class. I Even in games where I'm not having a good game, or players are playing annoyingly bad, or the other team's playing much better than me or whatever, I still always appreciate... It's just how how the guns feel to use, the gunplay, got a, it's got a weight to it, it feels more punchy, the animations are fantastic, um, the sound design of it, like when you're... Even something as simple as just like, you shoot someone and, and, and you reload, and you're just getting all these clicks and clacks and all these kind of like... Like the the com the combination of all those things, the the audio design of what the guns sound like, what they sound like when they're reloading, how it feels to shoot these guns, the actual gunplay itself, how good that is, and I don't know if it's just because of the dual sense and a little bit of the haptic feedback, but every time I shoot most guns in this game, of course it depends what I'm using. There's just a punch and a and a weight to it, and I love it so much. It's so 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 good. Um. And I compare it to Modern Warfare 19. I understand Modern Warfare 19 is a different time. Obviously, you know, previous gen and all that sort of thing. And I remember there was a little bit of a transition period where I was going from uh, Modern Warfare 2. I think it was during the beta or something. I was going from Modern Warfare 2 to Modern Warfare 19. And with all respect to Modern Warfare 19, it, it revitalized the Call of Duty franchise. And it brought me back fully to, to Call of Duty. There's a bit more of a looser sort of weightless feel. To the guns and you might prefer that and i i thought that that worked for that game and that was great but the one thing that you should do when you go from game to sequel is always look at how to improve things how, how to evolve and how to change things this was the way to do that with the with the gunplay which as much as i've talked about you know glitches and bugs and raids and 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 dmz and all, all this other kind of stuff and how some of it doesn't work I still maintain the opinion that the most important thing about a first-person shooting game is what the guns feel like to use. Uh, you've got different elements to it. Obviously, you've got you know, certain story modes for games and multiplayer game modes for games and whatnot. But the thing that matters the most is how the guns feel to use, especially in a game like this. And it is absolutely top class what they've, what they've done with these guns. Uh, the, way that, the way all the guns sound, the punch to it, the way that, like... The controller doesn't do this sort of standard vibration. It does this sort of like punchy vibration to it. There's just, it's just a weight and a grit to it, and like, um, it feels like I'm using like something more, something more premium. There's, there's just that really, really great feel to it. And whether it's an assault rifle that's, t t there's like a punch to it, to them, or when I'm using the basilisk at the moment, and it's like this really like powerful feeling with each shot of the basilisk, or um, I can't remember which sniper it is, but there was one of the snipers I was using recently, and it's uh, it's one of the bolt action ones. And there's this like combination with the snipers when, and there's a bit of a process with that where like I um uh was it looking down the scope, I shoot and there's like a oh I shoot and there's like a kick to it, and then there's this nice little like click clack with the with like the bolt and he's and he's doing that and then like. The way the gun sort of rests itself afterwards with the animation, it just has it just has this really great punch to it, 
And there's been a few times with that particular sniper, and I'm not really a sniper player, where I'll like pull off a good shot, I'll get like a headshot with a sniper or something, and there'll be like this sequence where it's like not only have I pulled off the shot and that feels great because it always feels good to pull off a you know a, a sniping headshot, and then like the click clack with the with, with the with the bolt, and obviously there's like the oomph and the and the punch with the actual shot, plus the satisfaction of getting the kill. Then hearing the sound design of all of it, and the and the weight of the punch of the of the shot, and then the animation of all of it. And there was a kill I got the the other day on the game, and I sniped someone. I I zoomed out the scope. I did the reload. I was like, that felt really good. That felt really good. Um, it felt just prestige. It felt proper sort of like just like top class gameplay and I was really really impressed and it it made me want to continue sniping because it felt really really good to do so um and there's even I've even noticed different animations in terms of um like with the basilisk that I'm trying to use at the moment which is the the revolver basically in the game and if I shoot one two or three or however many shots the character that I've got will like flip the um I can't remember what you call it flip flip the thing out pull like two shells out specifically and then use their fingers in a certain way to like slot the two other bullets in then click it in and there's obviously like you know an oomph to that and there's like the sound design of that and you hear the the bullet shells dropping and then you hear like the click of the of the two bullets you click that back in and then and then you're ready and then there's just this oof sort of <laughs> this is like oomph sort of feeling when uh when you're shooting and obviously a gun like that like that's a pretty powerful pistol uh, it's very difficult to control, but again, that feels really good when you put off a shot, and then the, the sound design, and the animation, and the punch of um, all of that put together. That's that's really really great. So that's awesome as well. It's a bit a bit of a different feeling with the RPGs. There's this kind of again, everything's got this punchy, weighty sort of feeling towards it. The RPGs is a bit different. Obviously, you shoot those off once, and and that's it. But even that's got this sort of like sort of. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too many sound effects, <laughs> but um, that's uh, that's really really great as well. Um, what other guns is there to talk about? The shotguns are, are pretty good. I've struggled with them a little bit. Again, there's a certain like just punch to them and and that sort of thing. Um, and when when I when I spoke before Modern Warfare 2 came out, and I've obviously was hoping for like, okay, I want the gunplay and the gameplay to feel different and and be better. I didn't know exactly what that would look like. Obviously, that's up to the developers. Um, so I can't necessarily say the way that that's ended up is the way that I'd wished or hoped for. But it certainly turned out fantastic. And that was, like, somewhat of what I was looking for, which is just, I don't know, a more of a next-gen premium just sort of feel to, 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 the, to the gunplay. So that's by far the best thing about this game, uh, which, again, is very, very important. So... It's good stuff. Uh, the audio design, I kind of talked about it a bit already. Again, 3D audio, the way the guns sound when you're d d doing lots of things, whether it's shooting the guns, reloading them, clicking the uh, magazines back into the gun, or you're pulling a receiver on the gun, or anything like that. All of it sounds like absolutely fantastic. And if this game isn't sounding right to, to you, there's a, there is a lot of... I, I've had to do it myself. There's a lot of sort of... Uh, there's a lot of um, different audio bars and things obviously there's, there's there's game chat there's the announcer chat there is the master volume there's a the sound effects there's the music volume so you've all got to like you've all got to find your own kind of levels to things like what do you want to hear more um also if you're using um a ps5 
uh, and you've got the uh, the 3D audio settings, try to raise or lower the 3D audio profile because that will obviously be all, all of those are sort of factors towards it as well. So, but I think I think it all sounds absolutely brilliant, and uh, I love that from the game. Uh, two other points to go over as well as the maps. Um, a lot of criticism for the maps this year. The only my only problem with the maps, and this is definitely a me thing, is I'm not used to all of them yet. I like a lot of the ideas of of some of them. Um, the only thing I haven't fully figured out, like every single spot of sort of, okay, if you run forward when you spawn from here and you throw this there, or if like you run specifically to this bit and stop here and aim here, like I've not figured that part of every level out yet. I'm I'm slowly starting to. I I have a certain certain maps but not for all of them obviously shoot house i i know that map anyway because i've been playing on it for for years uh at, at this point so that was a that was a very very good one but there's still certain areas where like i think what map is it farm 18 it might be i think there's a door that's got like flowers on it or something and i keep thinking that's just a wall with a picture of flowers on it but no that's actually doors as well um i'm slowly getting there with figuring out like all little spots for maps or like it was the best places to mount your gun or what's the best places to use a sniper or where to put proxy mines for certain things in certain areas because um, one thing i used to love doing and used to be quite good at modern warfare 19 is when i played cyber attack i used to know on each map like okay if i run forward in this direction throw a thermite roughly over this building on this corner and it will land roughly there which is roughly where the players are going to won't get a kill every time but i knew sort of like where to throw grenades where to where, where to put things or like hey if i shoot my rpg down this corridor it will hit this wall which is part of this building and players go here i've not quite fully figured out all that yet still which i possibly should have by now but that's just a me problem um i think the maps are, are good um didn't initially like the I'll call it the very open sniper map, the one that I was talking about earlier. I think it's called Tarak Q or, or or something. Maybe that's the name of something completely different that I'm thinking of. Um there was a point where I genuinely hated that map. I was like, I don't understand this map at all. It's too open and broken and that's sort of the point of it. Um is there's lots and lots of broken buildings. I'm slowly figuring out like okay, if I go in the middle and go left here, I'll be aiming down at this point, which is roughly where the players go. So I'm I'm still learning the maps a little bit and maybe i should have done that by now but um that was one that i remember seeing it the first time i was like what what's the idea here what's what is this um and i was getting sniped from different areas because i wasn't sure like where the building started and ended and where where people will be perched up in the buildings and things like that um, but i'm slowly getting in there with the maps which is which is very very good especially to talk about the quote-unquote controversial highway map uh, this is my favourite map on the game. Yep. <laughs> this is my favourite map on the game. Um, I am an explosives player. Um, I very much do like to use RPGs. I like to use proxy mines. I like to use grenades. Um, if I could use more explosives or hold more explosives, I probably would. Heck, I'd probably sacrifice, um, if I could, which you, you can't. If I could sacrifice, let's say, snapshot grenades for either two uh, two uh, grenades or two proxy mines so i could let let's say i could hold two grenades and two proxy mines but no snapshot grenades i would probably do that 
I would probably do that. Uh, snap snapshot grenades are very very important, but um, yeah, I I would uh, would would certainly do that. So maybe at one point, if you're on that map and you get blown up by a car, it might be me. It might be me. Um, but I'm you know when you start that game and you see like oh grenades coming over the top. Yeah, that's 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 me throwing those. Um, just an additional bonus point, <clears throat> something which I've noticed in the last couple of weeks or so. I only noticed it first time on Cyber Attack, which is when they briefly had it on the core game modes. I think in the... I can't remember if it works on Tier 1. I haven't quite noticed yet. On the... at least on the core versions of, of game modes, so on, on Cyber Attack and on Search and Destroy, your proxy mines stay around one after you die. That is incredibly useful. That is incredibly useful. Um, I got a kill on the game, I think it was maybe a couple of months ago. I was playing, um, I think it was Core Search and Destroy. This was before Tier 1 got released. And I was playing on the open sniper map. And I think it was 2 versus 1, I'd planted the bomb. I killed one player, and then the other one caught me out. And I was like, oh, because originally, like in Modern Warfare 19, your proxy mines will stay around for a couple of seconds after you've died, and maybe you'll catch somebody out. And the other player ran into my proxy mine, and we we run we won the round, which I thought was great. But it was only the other the other couple of weeks ago or so, and I was playing. I think I was playing Cyber Attack. This is when they put Cyber Attack into game, and I was like, oh, I'm dead. My uh, proxy mines have gone. And then it kept coming up with kill and then kill and i looked in the bottom left because core's got the kill feed i was like how is my proxy mines getting kills i'm dead been dead for like a minute or like you know a, a bit of time they stick around after you died that's amazing that is that is brilliant um and you'll just you'll be spectating a teammate and then it'll be oop, you got a kill and uh, i think that's really really cool that definitely didn't used to happen I, I'm pretty sure that didn't used to happen. So that's that's a really, really cool thing, I think, as well. Um, I haven't been able to tell yet if that happens in Tier 1. Uh, I guess for that, what, what you'd have to do is listen out for the kill sound while you are uh, spectating your teammates. So I will, when I'm playing Tier 1 again, I will listen out for it. Um, I wish I could make that specific sound... The, the the kill sound because the death sound when your when your teammates are dead that's very clear I hear that every single time, um, but the kill sound is not always the clearest and the loudest so I'd like to be able to specifically turn that up or just change whatever notification thing that that is. Again, if you just add hardcore and take tier one out, all the all those problems would be solved. So uh, the unlock system is last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I actually kind of like the unlock system with guns. <laughs> I get that that's not going to be for everybody. Um, but, yeah, this kind of thing of like, hey, you have a gun that you've spotted that you've liked. You have to level up one or two other guns. And they can be very random different guns to unlock it. It kind of encourages you to like, hey, you want to unlock this gun? Try using some, try using some different ones first. Uh, like, I remember when I was trying to unlock... I can't remember what gun it was. Was it the Hurricane, I think, I was trying to unlock? And I had to use the... Um, uh, what was it called? 
Tic-Tac F-Con or something. I can't remember what the thing was called. It was one of the battle rifles that the last one has got a single shot on it. Horrible gun. I got used to it after a bit of time. And I sort of went through that to unlock the Hurricane. But then once I unlocked the Hurricane, I felt very rewarded as a, as a player. Um, the other problem with the... I think it was called FATC Recon was, was the name of the gun. It was something like that. Is I was using it on core. And when you use single shot guns on core... It's not as easy because I I I I tried that gun a few times on on tier one and it's much better. Uh, but I don't know. I find it kind of interesting. I find it kind of interesting. Rather than just hey, if you get to level seventy, you've unlocked every single gun in the game. Um, I think it's actually kind of interesting. It's it's kind of it feels very rewarding once you've once you've done it, and it also kind of gets you to like play a little bit more outside your comfort zone. I think as well. I think it's uh. Yeah, I think it's very, very interesting. So I, I, I quite like that. It, it it can be a little bit awkward and finicky when it's like, hey, if you want to unlock the Dragon's Breath for this gun, please unlock this completely other gun to this thing so that you can use something else for this thing. So it can be a little bit mix and match, but that's more so for like the attachments and like the, the types of ammo and things like that. So, um, by the way, the actual gunsmith itself, I've got no problems with. Obviously, if you can access the, the, the gunsmith itself, but... Actually figuring out, like, what you want to put on. I've had, like, no issues with that at all. I know that there's certain locked things and it doesn't let you see anything within that. But I don't really have a problem with that, per se. Um, so, yeah. But I don't I don't, uh, I don't mind that at all. Um, I, I, I think it tries to get you to play a bit more outside your comfort zone. So I think that's uh, kind of interesting. One other, like, bonus little last point for the, for the good that I want to put on to this is uh, something quite actually funny and useful is the decoys um, I will shamelessly admit I've fallen for my own <laughs> decoys at certain points um, when you're sort of like somewhat frantically looking out for the enemy and you see it and it's obviously completely still every time from certain viewpoints and certain distances, it does look like a player. But there's been really rewarding times in the game where I've like, let's say my restock's not come in yet, or not that it's not come in, that my restock hasn't refilled my proxy mines. And I want to guard and keep something on an area while I look out somewhere else. It's something good that you can do is if I'm waiting for my proxy mines to come back in through restock, but they've not yet, but I've got um, my field upgrade, I'll pop a um, uh, decoy there, which will be relatively near me, and I'll keep my eyes out the other window thing, and not only do you hear it popping up, but players, 99% of the time, a player will shoot that, so although that player hasn't been blown up by a proxy mine, I've been alerted that they've been alerted because they will frantically shoot that thing. It doesn't matter if it if it um, uh, explodes or whatever or blows up. Um, I will then know that okay, there's an enemy that's come in to the area near me, and I remember where I've put that thing down. So I'm going to turn my attention to that and kill that player. And it's really surprisingly useful. Um, like if you look up close at the uh, what's it called inflatable decoy, you're like okay, this looks nothing like an actual operator like a like a player but in those intense moments players often do shoot them they they do i'll even do something sometimes where 
I'll I'll set it up to be blocking a particular like um not just area but like a particular uh direction and I'll put it kind of a bit on a corner and then put a proxy mine try to hide a proxy mine just behind it again players have a big tendency in this game to freak out at things whether it is you know proxy mines or they hear gunshots or uh inflatable decoys players it's easy to 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 make a player panic i think on this game so the reason that works pretty well is what they'll do is they'll see your decoy pop up they'll freak out and they'll they'll shoot it then you'll be alerted and you'll know that they've they've shot it right plus if you're playing on core it says bluff plus 25 or something which means that like a player's destroyed your uh or activated your your decoy what a player will then do after that usually is sprint straight past it and get blown up by my proxy mine and it's such a brilliant combination this game is tactical this this isn't uh, this isn't supposed to be what Modern Warfare 19 was, which was like slide cancel, slide everywhere, use use shotguns and slide and jump and do everything everywhere. You know this there, there's reasons that things like decoys and um what's it called uh portable radars, which I, I like using portable radars as well. There's a reason that these have been put into there with the new style of gameplay. Yes, the gameplay is slower. That's because it's more tactical. This is a far more tactical game than what most players seem to realise. And the, the things that I've just described to you is tactics. Of like, okay, I'm going to go out of this door. I'm going to close it behind me or whatever. Put a decoy next to it. Maybe with or without a proxy mine. So that when a player freaks out from it, not only will I know that you're going to be there. Um, you'll also likely, very likely, run straight past the inflatable decoy. And straight into the proxy mine, and I've, I've, and I've got the kill. Plus, I've, I play with overclock, overclocked, overclock, and um, restock. So those things get recharged for me, and I can actually, with overclock, I can hold two, um, what do you call it, two field upgrades at once. So I can actually, if I, if I want to, I can go the extra mile if I, if I'm able to, and if I want to, I can put down. Um, I, I can, if I have enough stuff on me, I can technically mark three areas, because what I can do, three areas within close proximity, I can, let's say, myself with my own gun, watch a window, put a, um, proxi uh, not proximity in mine, put a portable radar next to, let's say, a door, or another area, then I can also put a, actually, I can technically mark four, maybe five areas, right, Bear with me here. So let's let's say for five areas, five five. Let's say for five entry points to a building. All right. Point number one: me myself looking out of a window with a gun. Point two: me putting a what's it called again? Portable radar by a door. So if you walk past that door, that will ping you, and I will be alerted to you. Point number three: putting down a a fable decoy by another door or entrance again you trigger that you'll probably start frantically shooting it or i will hear it pop up and i'll know that you're there point number four i can hold two proxy mines at once so i can put one by one door and the other point is putting one by another door so i can mark five points at one go um in fact if i was good enough right and i don't know if i would be able to do this let's say i'm on a 1v5 situation right 
Let me just lay out a hypothetical scenario. This is how cool this game can be. And it, it, it is being overlooked somewhat. Alright? Okay. Guy number one, or let's say person number one, peeks past the window that I'm at. I shoot them. They haven't spotted me. I've spotted them because I'm looking out. Not necessarily because they sprinted out into the middle, but I am I am watching the area that they've walked into. I've shot them. Person number two. Let's say they come in to... They walk past the door that I'm marking with a uh, portable radar. I see them ping on the radar. Probably hear them open the door. I can walk around there and shoot that person. Let's say person number three comes in. They trigger the... Um, uh, decoy thing and they shoot it frantically I know where I've put that so I can go over to there and shoot that person this isn't quite at all as simple as this but this can happen and then person number four and person number five simply walk through the areas uh, or past the doorway or wherever it would be a stairwell or whatever but I put proxy mines and that can take both those two people out that's how good this game can be that's how good this game can be but it is being weighed down by like Updating DMZ and putting new raids in and updating Warzone 2 and doing this, that, and everything else. Um, that's though, like, some people have kind of said, like, how is anybody having fun with this game? Is the scenario I just laid out not sounding fun, at least? That might not be the way that you play this game, but that's the way that I play this game. I've actually looked at what's on this game and tried to figure out how I can use stuff. So, that's very, very cool. That's very, very, very cool. Um... So yeah, it's great. It's a great game. It's a very, very, very good game. Um, especially when you've got people that are friendly and will make call-outs. It makes things so much better. Um, so there we go. That's my, I guess, review of sorts for the multiplayer for uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It can be very, very fun. It's got a ton... I don't like, really like saying this all the time, but it's still got a ton of potential. Um, just... Uh, there's some areas where for it for it need to be needing to be sorted sorted out, um, but uh, it's up to Infinity Ward and Activision and the other developers to uh, uh, get things get things sorted out on it. So, but um, yeah, when, when I'm in that when I'm in the zone of kind of really good gunplay, using some tactical stuff, blowing some people up with some things, my decoy mind, my my decoy inflatable decoys getting set off. People being fooled by that, I go and shoot them. Maybe I pull off a good sniper shot, or my I, I die and my proxy mine sticks around that blows somebody else up. It's great. It's it, it's an excellent excellent game when when those things work when those things work very very well. So anyway, for those of you that have or haven't been playing Modern Warfare 2, uh, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Whether you've seen some online comments about the game or if you yourself play the game, let me know your thoughts. Um. Yeah, let me know your thoughts about the game. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter e Talk UK, there's a contact page, information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes as well for all of that. Uh, just a small little bit of housekeeping. The Last of Us is here. It's no longer upcoming. The first episode is out. I did a sort of quick off-the-cuff spoiler review for the first episode. We also did do a lengthy preview podcast last week. Please check those out if you have the interest to do so. Because you might not be watching The Last of Us, but I'd also recommend that you watch the show because it's it's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, tomorrow for Wednesday the 18th, we'll be doing a full breakdown recap review like we normally do. I'll be doing that with David. Join us for that. Classic reviews and a month of positive creators both conclude their current seasons tomorrow as well. So look out for those fourth and final episodes of those. Both um, series will be returning 
but uh, those are the last episodes for those those seasons, and then we'll be moving, obviously, more into Last of Us. Gaming Talk is back this week. United Cast is still ongoing. That will be uh, continued tomorrow as well. Film reviews, previews, all that sort of stuff. Check out uh, check out all of what we do. EntertainmentTalk.org, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. Uh, you can also support us by telling other people about our podcast, either by just telling them or using social media. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for every podcast with a few options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. There should be a new Geektown Radio for today, which is the 17th of January, this Tuesday, today. So have a look out for that episode. Uh, I haven't checked yet because I've been recording for the last hour, obviously. So uh, look out for that. Um... For TV and film news, uh, so there's that. Bex over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S for classic retro and game streams. Check out what she's doing over on Twitch and other platforms as well. Me over on Twitch, Talk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening. Use the audio in the game. Listen to the game. Try to play well. Have a good time with the game. Thanks for listening and uh, I will see you next time. Goodbye.